It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. What's up, Simon? Hello, friend. How the, how the heck are you? Did you rehearse that like you were going to say something different this time? I was really thinking about it, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. A little. right. It's been a long day for you as well, I'm sure. Uh, long week already. Yeah. And <laughs> for us, it's early in the week, but... You know. Very early in the week. Uh, for some reason, my old ass decided to go back to school because uh, I had nothing better to do. I'm a right. stay-at-home dad, and I... Have, we haven't made a living off of podcasting yet, so I figured I would try to be the cool kid in school, talk to all the, the students with my chair backwards, like, hey, what's, <laughs> what's happening, kids? AC Slater style. <laughs> yeah, but that, that hasn't happened, and it has been a nightmare. So, not really a nightmare, it's just, I've, it, I haven't been in school in, what, 10 years? Yeah, it's just kind of a rough transition if you haven't done it in a long time. I'm having the same issue, just like... I haven't had much to do, and now all of a sudden I've got a bunch to do. So it's just like yeah. getting used to that. Yeah, same thing. Like I, I think it's that's really it. Like I have just been a stay-at-home dad, and I've you know I've done the house stuff, and then work on the podcast. Um, but that's really it. And so now I have a a ton of stuff to do, <laughs> and so yeah. it goes from nothing to a bunch, and it's just kind of adjusting. And that's why we haven't been editing the podcast for the past six episodes. <laughs> But that sounds good, right, folks? You love I it. I like it. I love it. Um, but yeah, how how are you doing? You got your vaccine? Just to keep the people uh, updated with your health status. Yeah, I did. You want to see my third nipple? I grew. No, I'm just <laughs> I did. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a nipple. I think that's a polyp. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's been good. You know, been good. No real problems. I was. I I don't know if it's allergies or what, but I was kind of. I was. Like you, I was tired yesterday. So yesterday, Um, allergies have been running amok. Yeah, but otherwise, you know, doing I good. Same here. I uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Didn't get to talk to you yesterday. I was sad. I was sleeping like a baby, and it's weird because I don't ever sleep. So like I stay up until the sun comes up. But then if I do fall asleep, it's like you have to check check my pulse. Yeah, (laughs) my wife's like that. I'm dead to the world. So I'm back. I'm alive. Um, and I'm ready to do this thing. Cool. So, so we're going to start our news off with something that I think we both might be interested in. Jordan Vogt, 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 Vogt <laughs> Roberts. Jordan Roberts has been set to direct and produce Legendary's first ever live action feature film version of Sunrise's Gundam for Netflix. That's awesome. Um uh... I would especially love to see like a retelling of the original series. Yeah, with Amaro Ray. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, but, I'm excited for this. I like anything Gundam. Yeah. So it's just sometimes, so Netflix has gotten better at their adaptions, but like at first, whenever they first got all these properties, they did the Death Note, um, you know, live action movie and it was really bad. They did a few other ones. Some people didn't like the Bleach one, even though it wasn't done by Netflix. I thought mm-hmm. it was I thought it was okay. But they just haven't had much luck with those early uh adaptions. So I mean I'm interested they they've also come out with some really great movies 
since then. So, yeah. Um, I'm curious as well, you know, how they'll do it. I, the thing, I hope that it's a earlier version of Gundam. The one thing like this or 8th MS team, the reason I like those earlier versions is even though we grew up with Gundam Wing and that was my first exposure to it, the earlier versions were just clunkier and made more sense to me as far as like giant robots are concerned, like running around and stuff. They weren't zipping around like ninjas. So. Yeah. And the story for the most part makes more sense. I've watched Gundam Wing the entire series probably 50 times and I couldn't tell you what it's about. But those, and those boys just want to kill themselves so bad. That's what it's pretty, it's about teenage suicide. So, <laughs> so I, yeah. I could, I really honestly, and I'm like not even joking. Like I've watched it and I can tell you what happens episode per episode or whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, I couldn't tell you what it is about. <laughs> I, I yeah. just, there's a kid, he has amnesia. These teenagers are the best pilots of these giant robots in the entire universe. It's unreal. It's a, it's a dream. That guy that has amnesia, hero, he's just making it all. He's in a coma. Yeah. That's what it is. He should just wake up at the end of it and be like, oof, that was well, a crazy dream. Weird ass dream. With all yep. these toys, all these model Gundams around him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. I'm excited for it. Anything Gundam. I'm usually down for, but I agree with you. My first introduction was Gundam Wing, but uh, as I got as I got older, I appreciate the original so mm-hmm. much more. It's so good. I like M M S Eighth Team Thirteen Forty. I don't know. I never know how to say it. That was very. That was good. Eighth uh, MS Team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've watched it once, and I do like that too. I, and it's the same similar reason why I like. Iron Blooded Orphans. It has more of the military feel. Yeah. And it has actual reasoning behind them piling these giant robots. And I appreciate what I don't like about some of these. So I like Gundam Unicorn. That's okay. But what I don't like mm-hmm. about that series is, and the same with Gundam Wing, kind of. Uh, kind of. So I'm like, Unicorn, he's like, I don't want to have to fight. And it's all just the whole series is him like yeah. being upset that he's so good at piloting this suit. Yeah. And then, but he gets mad and then he just does Dragon Ball Z power up. And uh, Gundam Wing's not the same, but kind of like they're, they're yeah. always trying to kill themselves. And there's one character, it's like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. And none of them really want to fight in this war, but everybody needs them to. It's like, hey, you guys can stop this war if you help us fight. And they're like, nah. Yeah. We're going through puberty, man. We don't have time for that shit. <laughs> All right, yeah. so according to The Hollywood Reporter, Sony has announced a new multi-year deal with Netflix that would give the company an exclusive first-pay window licensing deal. That's way too many words for a sentence. In mm-hmm. the U.S., it allows the streaming platform rights to Sony Pictures titles right after they come out of theaters. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's going to start in 2022. It's going to have Morbius, Uncharted, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, future movies of Spider-Man and Venom, but not Let There Be Carnage and Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. I think it's cool, but I mean, also, Netflix is one of those things that I always just have. So, uh, I have some ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I pay for, to make that very distinct <laughs> statement. I just always yeah. have it, so... I so rarely get on Netflix. 
I don't know why, but I just, there are good shows on there. Like the Voltron is great and they have some really good, not original shows, but re-releases. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. I watched Transformers on um, a lot of kid stuff. I watched Gundam. Oh, that Transformers Transformers. show is good. Yeah. Yeah. Voltron cartoons. So that's pretty much what I use on my Netflix. It's all cartoons. And so, yeah, that's pretty cool. What do you think? Do you think that even matters to anybody? That those the the movies that are listed would be the only movies that I would be interested in watching. Sony isn't really known for their Oscar winning movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <clears throat> sometimes they put out like the Sony Picture Studios. Those are good movies. Yeah, usually. Into the Spider Verse too, for sure. I'm gonna. Yeah, that's like the main one. But it, like you said, so many people just have Netflix already that I don't really feel like this is pulling people towards netflix yeah if they you know or if it was like if it was a paramount plus deal then it'd be like damn now i might have to get paramount plus paramount plus is kind of cool i've heard good things about it but it's, it's just another streaming thing yeah, yeah i think i'm at my limit at this point i don't know <laughs> you know they the spider-man movies were exclusively on stars mm-hmm for the longest and i never got stars to watch the spider-man movie because it's like i already saw it i'm not gonna get stars just to watch spider-man and it's like the same thing like you said i don't think it's gonna bring people in i don't watch enough even spider-verse which i've seen you know a lot i've actually seen that movie quite a few times yeah but even like the spider-man with tom holland i haven't watched it enough that just renting it wouldn't be a problem you know what i mean yeah i can i can tell you i both the spider-man movies and maybe just about any mcu movie i've either only seen it once or seen it twice mm-hmm. yeah endgame and, and infinity i've probably seen infinity war like four times yeah i've watched infinity war and endgame a few times but like the regular movies that not those big huge ones but the regular movies i, I guarantee once or maybe a second time when it came out on dvd (laughs) yeah i don't think like i've seen iron man 3 a few times because i do like that one and i've seen but i haven't seen thor 1 or thor 2 more than one time more than one time nope and i own thor (laughs) 1 i can tell Uh, you right now that i've seen spider-man 3 more times than i've seen any marvel movie (laughs) for a fact (laughs) i've definitely seen spider-man 2 way more so, and not just because it came out earlier either. Yeah, no. I think I've watched Spider-Man 3 recently and I haven't watched any MCU movie. The recently, good thing so. the good thing about those movies is though they are good, I feel like they don't draw you in like a lot of the newer ones. Though like if Spider-Man can be going on in the background while I'm like drawing yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be dialed in to it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, more Movie news. Variety Movie has, news. Variety has confirmed that Hollywood veteran Lucy Liu mm, 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 has <laughs> signed on to play the villainous role of Calypso in Shazam. Well, I'm glad that they already named what she was going to be. Yeah, spoiler alert! <laughs> Calypso is the sister of Hespera, played by Helen Mirren. Hmm. Helen Mirren's an old white lady, and... Lucy Liu is, I think, half Japanese, half Chinese. I don't know. She's pretty. I like her freckles. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's half Japanese, half Chinese. I could be making that up, and that might have. I think that's her ethnicity in the Kill Bill movie. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think that's real life. <laughs> Maybe just, it is. Maybe he wrote the part just I'm, for uh, blending reality with movies again. 
And both uh, of these characters, of I, Black Adam is supposed to be a movie set in Egypt. So they're just going for it with this one. I wonder if this will have any connection to... Oh, no, Hespera. no, this is Shazam. Sorry, I'm thinking about Black Adam. Yeah, well, I just wonder if Calypso and Hespera, those sound uh, kind of Greek, which is yeah. Wonder Woman's pantheon. I wonder if they'll have any connection there. I don't know. I'm excited to see these movies. Uh, very yeah. low bar, so... Yeah, I <laughs> to be honest, and we talked about this, I know we both enjoy Shazam. It's one of my favorites of the DCU. Like, Yeah. I. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, I, I appreciate like the lighter tone. Yeah, it's very silly, and I appreciate that. Um, Zachary Levi said that he did. Uh, he just worked out for those giant muscles, and wasn't a fake padded suit. He was like, no. He's like, no. This is real. I really worked out, but there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> like, yeah. pretty good looks like, <laughs> and like a blown up suit. Yeah, but he's gonna look stupid next to the Rock because the Rock really has like blown up muscles. Yeah, they're going to be like, I don't know if we can fit you in a leotard, man. They don't make, them, they don't make enough be, material. He's going to be naked. Rock's just going to be naked. They'll just paint him. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd watch that movie. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so rocks. <laughs> okay. Yikes. I have a little bit of comic book news. We don't have a lot of news, guys. Again, this is just, it's gotten to the point where we don't want to talk about all the news that comes out because you already see it by the time we talk about it but these are just some things that i thought were interesting some comic book news is not even three months after batman number one sold for two million dollars which i thought was a big deal the man of steel has outgained the dark knight superman wins again Mm. batman can't beat superman we all know that a copy of action comics number one was sold for 3.25 million dollars in a private sale that's crazy man wow that's a crazy amount of money Mm-hmm. The last time I saw that it was sold, it was like sold for one point two million dollars, and that's just for paper. You know, it's just funny that people are they value. Yeah, like you can get a copy of number one, like I had it digitally. You know, like yeah, you can yeah. get that copy, but you gotta have the original. I have a reprint of it. Yeah, but and it's so crazy because this book is eight point five, which is really rare. I've never seen. I haven't even seen a picture of like a, a recent put together uh action comics number one they're usually pretty destroyed Mm. and they're saying that there's only 41 examples of action comics number one in the world at that grade Um, and only two copies in the world carry a better grade than that that's nuts wow so this other one was a nine that's looks that looks almost brand new yeah well so they I guess with inflation, but anyway, it, it undersold the other one. So 3.2. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy amount of money. I, I collect comic books, but I would never imagine. I don't have anything close to worth that much, or I wouldn't imagine. I don't know if I could ever imagine paying that much money. You have to wait 80 years and then it'll be. Yeah, right. I have to give it to my kids, kids. I, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine me having enough money. I'm trying to think about what, how much money I would have to have to be able to spend $3.25 million on 26 pieces of paper mm-hmm. with cartoon characters on it. Well, really, 13 folded in half. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Ah, man. 
Well, how much money? Well, you wouldn't do it. You're not. No, you I wouldn't. Yeah, you I wouldn't do it. Now, I will tell you that I have a grail. I do have a grail mm-hmm. that I've been trying to dignify with myself. <laughs> but yeah. there is a uh, soul. It's called Soul of Chokogin. Mm-hmm. Figure of Big O. That's like super detailed. It has the chains that come out of his belt. You can like lift his head up to where I have all the missiles and stuff like that. And it's got attachments so you can do like the machine gun arm. And people are selling those for like 350 bucks. And I've really. That's not that, for a grail, that's not that much money. No, man. I know. But that's like <laughs> more than I want to spend sober. You know, my grail is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. That's what I would. I know that if I was in a position that I could spend $40,000 without my wife chopping my head off, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my, that's my one and only grail. Like I would do that before, like, even if I had enough money to buy action comics, number one, I think Ninja Turtles means more to me because I don't really give a shit about Superman. Right. I don't. Yeah. Like it would just be, it would be like a flex. Like, Oh, I have millions of dollars to flush down the toilet. (laughs) That's what that would be. (laughs) And then you light it on fire. That's what you do. You buy it and then you light it on fire. Or I eat it or something like that. (laughs) 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 Something real stupid. Yeah, I would love to see that. Like, not something where you just stuff pages in your mouth, but you just like, like it and then you cut it with a knife and put some A one sauce on it. And <laughs> yeah. just... Now that would be a viral video, <laughs> a three point two million dollar vi- viral video. Maybe one day. You hey, just if... get a copy. Yeah, no one would know. If three point two million of you out there want to join our Patreon, I will do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I will do it, and I will not even care about it. I probably care a little bit. It'd if a hundred of you, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. So that's on for my uh, for my big O. I'll just I'll stick it in my butt. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a review video like scantily clad clothes. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So I'm excited uh, that comic books cost that much money. Maybe one day, you know, when my grandkids, grandkids, grandkids find my random box of comic books they'll be like oh this is worth something and then draw over them or some stupid (laughs) (laughs) i colored in this black and white comic for you my life is a sham something i thought was really cool is this is the 10th i guess it's the 10th anniversary of skybound which is an imprint of image i love a lot of their books i mean i would i would say most of their books Mm -hmm. so it's the 10th anniversary of it and then starting in july they're having this thing called it's a five issue limited series titled skybound x x it's going to be the uh first comic book appearance of clementine which if you played the telltales walking dead game she's the main character in that Mm -hmm. uh it has a new story with rick grimes from walking dead called rick grimes 2000 i think it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like a so they rushed the end of walking dead they were just like oh next month this is the last issue yeah and it just ended so this is going to be they're able to like expand on some of the ideas that they had and they're going to do like a sci-fi twist so it's just like a elseworlds type of story with some of these image properties right i'm expecting there to be an invincible story somewhere in there uh i just would imagine because of the hype of the show but they have all there's five issues lots of different properties walking dead um uh what is that book that just came out i can't remember but it looks good uh, yeah, i thought i had it written down valiant black or whatever 
They're not it. No, no Radiant Black's not it. Um, Radiant. <clears throat> I don't know. Lots of titles. I thought I had them down, but I didn't, and I'm drawing a blank. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be worth Clementine's first appearance in comic books because people will go crazy for stuff like that. Yeah. It'll be $600 by the end of the year, and then in two years, it'll be worth nothing. It's the comic book game, man. You got to be in it to freaking win it. Right. I'm just kidding. I, I just buy comic books that I like. The Walking That's- Dead number so, so it already had an uh, alien twist. I don't know. No. No, well, it, it said the, it said the story from Walking Dead seventy five presented the zombie plague as alien in origin and gave mm. the characters from the series a sci fi twist. Yeah, no, I don't know. The story will also elaborate on the non canonical alternate ending. Oh, I guess I did. I didn't read that issue. I guess they had like a special issue number seventy five. I stopped reading Walking Dead a long time ago. Yeah, and I I did pick up the last issue, but it's a it's so it's such a long series, man. Mm-hmm. And I started watching the show, which is much better than the book. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's all the news I got, folks. Let us know if we missed anything important. I feel like there was something that happened today, but who cares? What you got going on, Simon? Anything out there in the figure world? They released a, a Mesco released another Gomez figure today, and apparently it was kind of shortlisted, or they were short supply because I got one, and a lot of people on the forums that I frequent um, complained about it. So I managed to turn this $98 figure into trading for a $175 figure and 80 bucks. So um, nice. So you didn't even really want it. You were just snagging it just because, well, this is what's funny. So I set up a trade for this other guy for my agent Gomez, which I've put in some photos, the guy with the tie in the suit. Yeah. I like uh, that one a lot. I like him, but he's like, whatever. Uh, I also like, I'm not attached to anything that much in my collection. So I traded him that for the hazard squad Gomez, which is like the blue shirt and it's kind of eighties theme. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one a lot with the giant G belt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I traded for that one straight up. That's coming in the mail. And then today they released a variant of that one. (laughs) Oh, wow. What's it look like? it's like a kind of a he's just got a different color scheme and it's got different head sculpts but as far as accessories they're pretty much the same just gold yeah i really like Um, that one so that's the one i jumped on today and i thought about keeping it but then somebody was like uh i mentioned in our forum like i got one and somebody's like what what do you take for that (laughs) and it's hard because i don't want to be a scalper i'm not asking for like eBay, people are asking like $400 already. Jesus um, so I'm not trying to be a scalper, but so I traded for one more black skull, which I was going to get anyway. How many um, do you have? Three? I have two. Hmm. So I want three. Um, and then some money. And oh, yeah. So, you know, people are selling the black skulls for like 175 So, damn. Not, not bad. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm the same way when it comes to comic books, man. Like I buy, first of all, I buy what I want, like what I collect every week. I buy what I, and then I go back and every week I probably, I try to make at least one or two older purchases, but like, I don't collect really, you know, I don't know. My stuff is very, I don't know, specific to what I like. So it's not necessarily everybody's bag. Like I collect ROM. I know a lot of people don't collect ROM. Ninja old Ninja Turtles. Some people do, some people don't. 
Mr. Miracle. People don't really give a shit about Mr. Miracle. So I buy what I want, but every now and then if I'm like at the store and I see something there that I know people are hunting for and having a hard time, I'd probably buy it. Yeah, see, that's that's become my problem is if, if they do what they have this line. So they uh, among the 112 line, they have the Rumble Society, which is like the Black Skulls, uh, some of the Gomez, uh, like the Dog Nocturnal that I have, the Krig that I have, the um, Baron Bins that I have. And so they'll have those and those go so quick, like so fast that I impulse on those because i'm like this this is currency yeah. i have bought this now even if i don't really want it i can trade it later i'm the same uh, way yeah so i kind of hate that yeah. about the collecting world right now um i think it's always how it is though like i'm this like probably. i've been buying um so invincible one is it's it was it before the show came out it was like 1200 bucks mm-hmm. and then there's a second print that came out four months like it came out way way soon four months afterwards it was a larry's world print larry's world i got it for 125 and i and the guy hit me up he was like hey man i i got like 11 of them so i'll you know i'll knock some nutty off if you want to get more than one so i got two more <laughs> some just, nutty just because mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i bought a few more and so it went from 125 right I spent less than $600 for six of them, right? Damn, yeah. And one of them alone now, after the show's been out, is $600. Shit. So right now I'm in the process of selling them. I mean, my, pro- my thought process is I can sell all of them and then use the money to get the number one, but the number one has gone up to like $6,000, so maybe not yet. Yeah, that's uh, that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm working on it. Uh, that's all we got for our trending topics. Sure, we... yeah, I'm done talking. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you <laughs> said you had something to do at 10. No, I, was... I got, I've already done it. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, as far as, <laughs> as far What's as. Go- be- what else is going on in your world? I was trying to be <laughs> accommodating. I was looking at the clock. No, uh, I'm oh, kidding. Man. As far as uh, other figures, yeah, um, I'm just waiting some for some other of those Rumble Society. And what kills me, so I had actually canceled my order of that Wolverine because I didn't want to pay for it all at once. Uh, yeah. I use PayPal and Mesco's like, if you use PayPal, it pays for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted to put down a deposit. Um so I canceled that, but I did, uh, I'll have a John Wick coming in and I'll have a. Is that from Mexico? Yep. I'll have a, uh, Christopher Reeves coming in Thursday or Friday, I think. So hell yeah. Coming in from Puerto Rico. That's cool. I'm excited uh, to see what you do with them, man. I walked up on Simon the other day in the, in the middle of the process. It was cool to see. That's what, not that exciting from well, your end, I'm sure. Well, what you were doing, I was just like, I don't see it. And then the picture was like, wow, that is actually awesome. So it's interesting to see it on the outside and then actually see the actual picture. Yeah, it's like there's some logs and an action <laughs> figure. Not, uh, not seeing it. What do you think about the um, new Marvel figures that are coming out with the Iron Man series? 
Uh, I'm excited about that. Like <clears throat> the modular suit's always been my favorite. And I was Me looking too. for one the other day uh, to see if there was any version of it out there. And then you sent that and it was like, done. Yeah, instantly. It's cool. Those uh, guardsmen, the green guy. Mm-hmm. I figured those would go pretty quick because people use them for army builders. Yeah. So if you see any of them, more currency. Yeah, currency. <laughs> Put in the menu, change purse. <laughs> All right, what else you got going on? That's it. <laughs> we're good. We're good. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Now we're going to listen to some ads, guys. We'll see you in a second. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for taking a second to listen to those ads. And as usual, if you didn't, who cares? Yeah. Except for probably our sponsors. They probably want you to listen to them. So we'll tell them you did. Yeah. We'll put in a good word for you. This is the section of the podcast where we do a review. I tried to rhyme there. On a trade. A trade review, some people might call it. I've heard people say it on the streets. Some people, when they talk about our podcast, they say we do trade reviews. So a trade review, if you will. Mm-hmm. Before we get into this, I, I want to have a touching moment. Like, I don't want to touch myself or anything like that. Not that. Well, cue wanna, the music. I want to have a <laughs> da, 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 saxophone. <laughs> so there is... Uh, Some people that we know, I think it's Comic Book Couple Counseling. It's a podcast out there. They curated this list of their favorite comic book podcast, Top 10. We didn't make Top 10, Mm. but we were on the honorable mentions list, which is huge to me still because we're honorably mentioned. And it's some sort of recognition. Um, I'm honored that we're mentioned anywhere. Yeah. And me too. Which is which is why I'm saying this. It's happened a few times today. Um, you know, sometimes on Twitter people will say, "Hey, give me podcast recommendations." And today, someone was listed three podcasts, and we were one of them. So wow. for me, it's just like, wow, that, that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten some DMs. Somebody DM'd me the other day saying, "Hey, I just found y'all's podcast. I love the chemistry between you and Simon. I you've made me buy Daredevil. You made me buy." you know, all these other books that you say that that we've reviewed, which leads me to believe that we should get that Amazon link thing going. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, that's kind of stupid that we haven't done that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, honestly, Nicole asked me the other day, I sent her something and I got, and there was an affiliate link in there. Yeah. Like anybody can do it. Let's see. I'm going to do that tomorrow. 
Uh, so if you like the issue that we're reviewing today or like our opinions on it, you'll be able to buy it in the show notes. There, I said it. It has to be done. Yeah, it's out in the open. We've created <laughs> the magic. But uh, this guy was like, hey, you know, I was listening to an episode and you guys said that if you if you if we had any recommendations, you guys would read them. I think you guys should read this. And I was like, oh, well, absolutely. Like if you have a book. And so um, this person wanted us to read the worst X-Men ever, which is like a short X-Men series or X-Men graphic novel. So I think we'll be reading that next week. Just we should do that. Touching. So I don't know if you saw my notes. Um, like I have a list of a few requests that I have for October. I know that's a long time away, but yeah, I think that it would be neat to have a month of just like the the worst stories. Yeah. <clears throat> if if we if there's recommendations out there, it'd be fun to have the worst stories or come up with some kind of monthly theme. You know, we had uh, Black History Month in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month was kind of much podge, but. <clears throat> And we're kind of behind right we now because April. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, next month is May. So if you guys have any ideas out there about what theme May should be, I like that idea a lot. Yeah, um, so we can do NSYNC related because it's going to be May. Yeah, there is an NSYNC comic book out there. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Shit. That would be great if there was. Probably is. There, but, there probably is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you guys have any ideas about that, let us know for May. I would love to do themed months. I like that idea a lot. We can do, uh, I think Jack Kirby was born in November. So we Ooh. can do Jack Kirby in November. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's my bag. Um, and again, thank you for all the kind words, man. It's really like uh, people obsess about numbers. Our numbers are, are relatively good, for, in my opinion. Um, but we for, don't care about numbers. No, I mean, just for what we do. Like, they're good, but... We're not just, really worried about it because it's essentially I'm, just me and Simon talking about it or talking to each other. You you know what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially Simon and I talking to each other. So all the other stuff is just sort of like a cherry on the top. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do really, it really warms my heart whenever people have kind words to say about us and I appreciate yeah. it. Cherry on top of your whipped cream covered genitals. Gross. And it's always <laughs> Simon saying something gross. <laughs> he has a problem, guys. Tourette's. Yes, <laughs> Tourette's. all right that's a long-winded way to say thank you and let's get to the trade review this week on the podcast episode 96 wow look at us crazy man episode 96 we are going to be reviewing second coming it's in a book published by ahoy comics originally the interesting story is originally supposed to be under dc i think vertigo was going to do it maybe maybe vertigo they do sort of their their uh, not so safe stuff under Vertigo, but Vert- Vertigo got shut down, and I think this book DC didn't want to really touch. Mm-hmm. It got a lot of backlash when it was first announced. The award winning uh, writer Mark Russell he wrote Snagglepuss and the Flintstones. If you haven't read Flintstones out there in the world, the comic book is so good, and I never thought it was going to be good, but it's weirdly good. So, um, <laughs> hey, Fred, <laughs> it's weirdly good. Check it out. I've heard Snagglepuss is good, I never read it. The artist in this story was Richard Pace. He did Pitt, which the, mm. the, the years between these two stories to me is like, what was he doing in between? Like, did he get a regular job? Yeah, because Pitt is very 90s. We both know Pitt. I, uh, not personally, but I, I, I haven't met him. I'm a fan. <laughs> 
and then new warriors so it's like well what was he what was he doing in between these years <laughs> this decade working at lowe's <laughs> probably he still has lowe's nose still talented person um yeah so if you have heard anything about this book you can understand sort of where the backlash would come from it's a book about jesus right jesus. which is it's a sensitive subject for a lot of people but i feel like it shouldn't be right i, I feel agree. like people should openly be able to talk about it without getting pissed off it it's more about which is funny because people want to climb or they want to be in defense of god or jesus but you know i'm pretty sure they got a sense of humor and if not they yeah. would have just burned the shit out of mark russell <laughs> and they honestly and they honestly don't need people to defend them right yeah it really comes down to people are like well no that's not right it's like you don't know either yeah you don't know no one does right i will early I, we don't do early thoughts but i'm gonna say i was intrigued by the premise sure yeah definitely it was supposed to be a dc book so the idea was what if jesus came down and hung out pretty much with superman what would the you know what shenanigans would they get into mm -hmm. which it seems superman is this god-like character not you know god as in the big man of stairs but you know above humanity right uh, and, ground. and jesus is jesus you don't need any introduction on who jesus is maybe you do i'm sorry if you do yeah wanna, for those be, who don't know <laughs> i don't want to be uh, naive but I, I was interested and I, even we talked about it before i was like this is something you know with all of the uh the backlash that's gotten and i've throughout the years have gone through many um thought processes on when it comes to religion and my personal faith and so i thought something like this was in my wheelhouse something that i've I don't want to sound high and mighty, but something that I feel like that I could really understand and, and get something from because I try not to be judgy. I try to listen to, because I, I have friends that are atheists. I have friends that are Catholic. My wife, wife is extremely Catholic. I have people from all walks of life that are very important to she's, me. Sorry. She's extremely Catholic. She's I just like, imagined she's her a, like, she's wearing a nun suit right now. Yeah. She's skateboarding on a, <laughs> on a skateboard that looks like the Pope <laughs> wearing a Pope hat. When you walk into our house, there's like the there's extreme. Ah, I get it. I get it. Oh man, that's funny. Um, so yeah, so let's go. Issue number one. I'm going to lead it off. Second coming. Issue number one. Okay. Issue number one. If you didn't know. Number one. God commands Earth's mightiest superhero, Sunstar, to accept Jesus as his roommate and teach him how to use power in a more powerful way. Jesus, shocked at the way humans have twisted his message over two millennia, vows to straighten them out. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're reading this in trade form, it might be good. I read it in individual issue form. Um... Because sometimes when Simon and I read things in trade form, it, it blurs, you know, the lines. We're like, oh, I don't really know where issue one stops and where issue two starts. So this was a big issue. Issue one is a, a exercise issue and issue six is a big issue. So 
mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I got halfway through and I was like, whoa, I'm still reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up with all, damn, what's up with all these books? Uh, uh, I did thumb through it and I was like, there's a lot of words. That is not necessarily a negative for me. Sometimes it can be. So I, yeah. I get weary when it is. Right, yeah. I, the introduction of God in this is very interesting because he is such to me like read i so this is not a flex but i've read the bible read the whole thing (laughs) and old testament god i have a theory about god and jesus and um it kind of plays it out in here which i appreciate but it's not really a theory i feel like it's common but anyway i'm basically god is kind of a dick in the old testament like he's very vengeful jealous angry whatever um but i appreciate the way they put him in this he's like kind of he gets kind of bored he's like ah if you leave him alone for five minutes you know uh they think that you that they're gonna die uh which i appreciate and then but so he's really vengeful but then you know the whole idea of jesus is that he, he comes down in human form he understands the human existence becomes kinder whatever of course this doesn't really play into that because they're separate entities um yeah but at the same time i feel like you know that's jesus's bag he's like trying to identify for sure Uh, yeah but that was a hot take (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this whole episode a little probably late in the episode of preface it we've talked about it numerous times we're not political we're not a religious podcast so we're not trying to sway you on religion or anything like that. This is just how we feel about this comic book. Right. Yeah. Uh, so like, I know I talked about like sort of my wavering religious beliefs. You believe whatever you want to believe. That's cool guys. You yeah. don't have to be a lost soul like me. <laughs> <laughs> Issue one was cool because like you said, I loved the relationship between the two of them. Uh, he sends his son down and his son's not really like him. Well, and he doesn't even, so he, I mean, it's kind of voluntary, like, uh, which is interesting. God has given up on these people because uh, it it does the Adam, it shows the Adam and Eve story, which it gets pretty graphic. We see penis fruit, vagina fruit. Yeah. Um, So immediately I was like, well, this is a grown up book. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the same thing. It was like, that's a dick. (laughs) And so it shows the whole interaction between Adam and Eve and how they drop the ball, as we all know, and uh, his frustrations just with humanity. And it it talks about other instances that are well known. And he just gives up. And then Jesus, I loved it. He was just on this beanbag. And he was like, uh, just let me take a crack at it. (laughs) Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? And he's like, you know what, son? Yeah, you go down there, smite some people, you show them who's boss, and you know, whip him into shape. That's a, that's a great idea. Show them, you know, what we're about. And he does quite the opposite. Right. Yeah. Mercy and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, funny because you know, they, I don't even. I think it's this issue, um, because it's a, it's a long issue. But he comes back after he gets crucified. He's like, you were down there for 32 years, man. Yeah, yeah. 30 years is all you can make it. You got uh, killed. <laughs> oh, I thought that was great. Yeah, that was. And it's just interesting because it's still like. 
I don't know. It kind of goes through the story can uh, canonically as far yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as the Bible is concerned. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, if you're really, looking, if you're looking for a, if you're looking for blasphemy, if you're looking for something to be, if you're one of those people that are looking for something to be angry about, this book is for you. There's a lot of things in it that you could get pissed off about if you were one of those people. But it it definitely, I mean, overall, it definitely, you know, raises some questions about how we would view. Yeah. And it's satire at its base form, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the foreword says at the beginning of the book, it's like if Jesus did come back, people would think he was a crazy person. Right. Yeah. There's no way that he would come back right now and everyone would be like, oh man, that's Jesus. Yeah, if I walked in the middle of the street and started claiming I was the Messiah, even if I could perform miracles, people would probably freak out, you know? You know, one thing that I did think was cool, and I I know it's not this issue, so I'll wait. Uh, Okay, so yeah, this issue was cool. It was long, but it basically, and uh, it talks about Jesus coming back and, and to heaven and God says you can't ever, don't even look at them. Don't look at him. You're stuck here. Yeah, you can't never go back there. And he's like, hey, I told him I'd be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be coming. coming. No, you ain't going back down there. And then they're just hanging out, watching TV or what or God's watching Earth, his TV. And he sees essentially this is super Sunstar is Superman. Yeah. Sort of like a you know, morally flexible Superman, but Superman. Yeah, yeah, that was the big thing is his morals were kind of and then he's definitely I love how puny they drew him. Yeah. Like for a Superman. Like a Christopher Reeves kind of. Yeah. You know, Christopher Reeves had a little bit more muscle, but like a Christopher Reeves. Right, yeah. Which I always appreciate because that really shows the strength of Same. Superman. Same. Um but <clears throat> yeah, he comes down and he's kind of he's kind of a dickhead, <laughs> you know kicks the um, shit out of these alien robots or whatever they think they're alien robots yeah he's like oh, merciless just merciless sorry i'm uh, sorry for yawning i heard it on the last episode <laughs> i was like damn <laughs> but anyway yeah he's like they're like oh no d- please don't <laughs> he just knocks their he's heads like, off. nah don't rob banks they're stupid crunch <laughs> just like kills them mm-hmm. um i thought that was cool and then jesus or god sees him he's like oh that's what it's about that's what you're supposed to be doing right and so he's like hey and you see him with this version of lois lane they're trying to have a baby they want to have a family they can't and uh god pops up and he's like hey man i need you to take my son under your wing and this is like a shock they're just in bed and he's like uh what (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Jesus is there. <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. And that pretty much is how, how it ends. And I thought it was great. I thought this book was I don't want to say genius, but going into it, I was like, whoa, this is this is gonna be a, a hard one to get through because it's kind of slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as it progressed through even this first issue, I was like, okay, I'm I, I like this. I w- one thing I will say as a complaint is mm-hmm. I wish that they just as like another poke the bear situation i really wish that they would have made jesus like darker skin like i wish they would have yeah. made him what he's supposed to be i mean he's a he's like a israeli he's a palestinian yeah. i think so i uh, yeah yes i agree with you mainly because like again i'm 
religiously flexible. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mainly I agree with you because they reference it in the book later. Right. He says, uh, is he a white or something? They say something and Sunstar is like, eh, not, not really. Right. Yeah. Like, is he yeah, a white yeah. guy or something? He's like, no, not, not really. But yeah. then he looks like a white guy though. Yeah. The whole time he really does. Um, but yeah. Or black would have been really cool too. I would have yeah. really appreciated that. Um, this guy, okay, listen, Mark Russell, he got enough. <laughs> he got enough hate, man. If he was throwing <laughs> black Jesus in this, he would have got stoned. I appreciated that the how they explained this the timeline though. Also, he's like, uh, I give I he made these rules, but all they want to do is kill each other. He, he's talking to he's setting out the commandments and he's like thou shall not kill do you want any wiggle room in that he's like mm, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> thou shall not kill what happens if you kill you get you get killed yeah you're put to death yeah no that's great that really that was, it was so good and i had that lady about to get stoned and it was like all these people and it's true i mean we see it in today's society and in, in further issues, they reference it again as people bend some of this stuff to make their thought processes and the things that they do justified. Right. And um, I thought it was clever how they referenced it in sort of a satirical kind of way, but also true. A lot of times people, <clears throat> by the way, there are some cultures that still stone people like that. Yeah. And women get buried to their neck. So if they, <laughs> again, not political, but if they escape from the hole that's dug for them they escape the stoning women are buried to their neck and men are buried to their waist (laughs) so you can imagine that uh more men get out of that situation than women the world is a crazy place right and and that's what i appreciate that this book doesn't hold back doesn't pull any punches so I appreciated that. Yeah, same. Issue uh, two, what you got? Yeah. Right. Number two. When the when a weirdo stalks and threatens Sunstar's girlfriend, Jesus tries to prevent the superhero from succumbing to rage, but God has other plans. <clears throat> so yeah. This issue is I love the um fallibility of humanity in this issue. Like Sunstar, you know, you find out it's no big deal. Security will handle it, but he's like, I'm a fucking superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His wife wants to feel, or his girlfriend wants to feel, uh, or she doesn't want him to like be the macho caveman. Like she even references it, you know? She's like, no, if you weren't here, I would be able to handle it. Like I'm, you know, powered, powerful woman. I can handle it myself. Yeah. But he's also like, I'm Superman. Yeah, (laughs) I can take care of this. No one should be messing with Superman's girlfriend. Right. So just the, just the going back to this guy several times and like warning him and like, I mean, it's just a dude, right? It's just a guy. (laughs) So yeah, it's kind of, well, at first he doesn't even do it. He listens to his girlfriend, but then, uh, and then Jesus is also like, man, just let it go, man. Chill. But then God steps in. And he's like, hey, let me take you to heaven and let me tell you, like, hey, yeah, people make mistakes. I'm God and I make mistakes, man. Like, it's okay. 
that you should still do whatever you want to do pretty much. Right. And then he goes back down to earth. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pay this asshole a visit. <laughs> Scares the shit out of him. And or Jesus stops him the first time or this time. And he's like, let me handle it. He's like, all right, man, handle it. And Jesus is like, listen, man, stop. All right. Mm. Don't do it again. I forgive you. And so I was like, what the fuck? That's not <laughs> yeah. what I meant, man. <laughs> and then he flips out. And it happens, like you said, more than once in this issue. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate that this issue was normal sized. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, one thing that uh I think it was touched on last issue is I think uh <clears throat> it's kind of funny that Jesus is like a sidekick character, it doesn't really know what's going on or what to do um he's still processing it like he even references like when he left earth it was way different and even right. though this a lot of the same tones are the same like it's just a way different landscape and so he's he's still trying to find his place but yeah he's very much a sidekick in this and which yeah. a, a lot of people would be offended about right well i would rather see him like that than kicking ass like that yeah. there's another book that's like jesus versus vampires or something or some shit zombies something yeah, yeah i mean I've, I've read a lot of jesus books so yeah oh you know his whole american jesus battle yeah. pope i mean bibliography huh i know a few of them and i have too also read a giant chunk of the bible i skimmed through a lot of that stuff though some some kind of, some of it's kind of rough okay um, <laughs> i'll skim through a lot of, and the scary parts i i, I tend to stop reading because <laughs> then i'm like, like yeah, nope <laughs> not gonna make me feel stuff book <laughs> but uh i i i one thing that i really like which comes to head in the last issue is how defiant jesus is to like what god wants him to do and even what sunstar wants him to do like a sunstar is supposed to be teaching him how to be this thing yeah sunstar is going through his own shit too yeah very human character yeah, very fallible, but um, <clears throat> I love that he just keeps kind of going with the mercy play, which doesn't work that well in every situation, and most of the time it it kind of backfires on him. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, very human character, like you said, um, which plays a lot to it being Superman. It, it would not work if it was Superman. We, we get that. Like, they, yeah. there's no way DC would make would put the s on this dude's chest he's not well not only that but superman is uh so much more wholesome than this yeah Star character. that's uh, like the cornerstone of his character right it, and that's why it's such a big deal when he's like evil or something like that because he's that's he's the boy scout he's the the superhero that the archetype that everybody's based off pretty much mm -hmm. and but just like S superman he came to earth as a kid and was raised by humans so he has, and he mentions it in either this issue or the next one, that he, or I think God references it. He says that he has the powers of a God, but the mind, or Jesus says it. He has the powers of a God, but the mind of a man. And so that mm -hmm. is like ripping him apart. It's like conflicting. I actually think he says it himself when he's Does in he? heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Sunstar says it. Yeah, himself. yeah, yeah, yeah. That might That makes more sense. And so I, I appreciate that. Which is kind of interesting because I feel like that's Jesus's whole deal. It's yeah. like he 
I don't know. Like he's the mind of a god, but the body of a man as yeah. far as when he's on earth. Um, but I feel like with Jesus, it's all he always knew what was going on and he put himself in these situations like being there. I like how they made Joseph kind of like a dick. Uh, he put himself in a situation with his family, you know, with his brothers. He did the whole thing. We got betrayed. I loved the Judas stuff. I can't remember what issue was with Judas was in. Yeah, again, it, it really does kind of mash together. Yeah. Yeah, because the story goes, uh, like you said, canonically, canonically <laughs> with the Bible. Like a lot of these things actually happen in the story. So, yeah. Um, yeah, issue two. You still in? You like it so far? Yeah, um, I do. One thing, so we'll we'll get into art later, but I do really like, we didn't discuss in issue one, that when it's talking from God's point of view or Jesus' point of view or anything historical, the artwork is different than when it's talking like from Sunstar's point of view. Is that right? Sunstar, yeah, yeah Sunstar's point of view or it's more comic booky. It's very yeah. uh, dichotomous, which is cool. I like um, that too. I can r- I really, really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Because when I first opened it up, I was like, maybe the art style is not my bag. We'll see, though. I was like that too. I was like, mm, okay. we'll see. And even there were some, there were some parts where I was like, this may not be my my style of artwork. But like you mentioned, the nuances and and everything to me had a meaning. Right. As far as the way it was directed. So I appreciated that, which made it all the more better. Uh, issue number three. Searching for his grandmother, Sunstar is forced to confront the shortcomings of his superpowers. Jesus, left on... Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> left on his own for the day, runs afoul... Runs afoul of street preachers. Whatever that means, Lex. <laughs> I thought it was great. His... um they're going back to Smallville. His Lois Lane, I don't know her name. So yeah. Lois Lane calls him and is like, hey, the retirement home called. Your grandma's missing. He's like, damn it. Not again. Jesus, are you going to be all right? And he's like, I'm a man of the people. I'll be all right. He's yeah. still not naive, but he is naive in the story. Um, he's it, It's something like he's used to immortality and heaven. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And he knows at the end of the day he's gonna be all right because if he dies he goes back home. So it's like I'll be out relatively all right, man. Mm-hmm. As Sunstar goes and you see this great, more human side of Sunstar again. I don't know if at this point when I'm reading it for the first time, I don't know if I like him. No, I don't think I do either. Like he's not a relatable character. I don't. I mean, he's kind of a prick. He's like a spoiled. Mm-hmm brat kind of dude and it's funny because you see see other superheroes in this uh story and they it, while you're thinking this in issue three and issue four or five they say that they say yeah. like, oh we yeah fuck that guy we don't we don't like him. yeah it's like a group therapy session yeah. um and it's funny apparently i don't know if you read this in the end so that when they get to the group therapy session i think some of that might be in issue three and issue four yeah, they do it multiple uh, times. <clears throat> that was based on a play that they had written. Oh, I didn't read that. Yeah, at the end, I think Mark Russell explains that he was in this like play about superheroes. And so the drawing of the Batman type character 
was based on their friend who had passed away or whatever. Oh, but, wow, uh, but I, I think it's interesting that that those group sessions of superheroes is like based on on actual play. Like, you know, it was based on live media before it was. In a wow, comic. that makes me appreciate that. I loved it. Anyways, like the one of the characters was robot. Which I was like, that is genius. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boat. Yeah. He's like, like R-O-W. R-O-W yeah. yeah, but it's a robot. And I was like, that is the greatest thing. For, okay, we've talked about it numerous times. Simon and I have created this comic book universe where we have a lot of what we think are cool characters, but with like, I would say people would think they're terrible names and terrible premises. Mm-hmm. But it's our. It's more of like a. Can you make a great character and it not be about you know the name or anything like that? And, and so when I saw this character, I was just like, that is genius, right? I just I loved that character so much, and he's only in it in those group therapy <laughs> parts. Yeah. Uh, sorry to get sidetracked. Is that, Satan, is Satan well, in the show yet? Or in the uh, book? Yet? They do mention him because he talks about his temptation. So mm-hmm. they. They do. They do mention him previously. I think. <clears throat> I think you're right. Uh, so this part of these like group therapy sessions, I will say, really reminded me of um, top ten. Yep. Uh, and a little bit of, I think, just top ten. But yeah. anyway, I was just kind of thinking of like these random heroes, almost like the Tick too. They <laughs> like these. Yeah, because the Tick is cool. But the characters are all lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, and like you said, they, they we talk about Satan in this. I think Jesus references him for the first time because he talks about the temptation where he goes out and stands in the desert. Mm-hmm. And because, and this is what I wanted to talk about earlier. I think it's this issue. Um, man, no, it might be the second issue. It might be the next issue. In this issue, Jesus is left by himself. And he, again, runs into these street preachers, which have these signs up that say, God hates fags. I'm sorry, but that's what it says. And just like those kind of people, you know those people. Everybody knows those people. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People that are twisting the word to their own. Yeah, and they yell in your face about it. Um, And here is Jesus. Like, hey, man, uh, what's up? And he's like, I thought it was I thought this part was absolute genius. Uh and I might have it wrong again. He said, Paul said this and this and this. And he was like, Who the hell is Paul? Yeah, who is Paul? <laughs> I really like that too, because that brings in a, a lot of people, I mean, it's kind of proven that uh, yeah. that a lot of these books were written thirty to forty years after uh-huh. they happened. Yeah. Or things with Paul, like that's written way after everything yeah. happened. Um and I I love that. Like he said, what he said, he saw me in a vision. <laughs> yeah, like uh, how convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, thought it was just great. Like I laughed out loud. He was like, "Who? Who is Paul?" I told Peter <laughs> to say yeah. some things. I told this and this and this to say some things. I don't yeah. even know Paul. <laughs> yeah, Matthew, I thought that was so Luke great. and John, Peter, yeah. Matthew, Luke and John. Yeah, but yeah. I don't even know. And then they he did this whole thing. And it's like religion became a bad thing 
or he said you knew it was bad whenever the romans took it on as their religion (laughs) right yeah which is super funny i had never ever considered that me either he's like and then they used it he's like empires don't give a shit about religion man yeah it was so crazy when you think about the romans crucifying christ but then they're like you know what this is our national religion yeah this yeah. is our empire that's what i thought this issue was genius i did and every part about it i, I loved and then he gets into a fight they with these guys because he's like he's going against everything they're saying and he's like listen man i never said that stuff and he's like it's weird that he's like, i think it's really funny that people are saying these things and i've never met these people or these people weren't around when I was saying these things. They're twisting words. Get to a big fight, and police officers come in like, "We're gonna take this guy to jail," or he gets his ass kicked by these street preachers, and they take Jesus to jail because mm-hmm. they're like, "What's your name, son?" He's like, "Jesus Christ," and he's like, "Nope, nah, he's crazy. You can't yeah. say that. <laughs> you can't say that. It's he's like, crazy. That's my name." And so I thought that was great. I think that's how it ends. Um, oh no. Sunstar goes to Smallville and he's just like, I get it. I don't like going to my hometown. Not necessarily this extreme, like at all. But, you know, a lot of people leave because they have bad memories of the hometown or whatever. Uh, and I, I have a mixed bag, but he's going back and he's he has relatively fond memories, but he had to leave to be a hero pretty mm-hmm. much. And when he goes back, nothing's the same. It's like, oh yeah, big dude, condos. I totally forgot yeah, all these big buildings, and his best friend's house is still there. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is important. My friend's house is still there. The tire swings on the on outside still, just how I imagined it. My house has to be the same. It's next door. He right, goes next yeah, door, yeah. and it's like a sex shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, dildos all in the window. <laughs> But his grandma is suffering from dementia. She goes back to their house because she had to live with them. And she doesn't know why there's all these sex toys in there. And I thought it was so good, man. Yeah, she keeps going back there. It was very, very funny. That's like the first thing he sees is like a strap on on a mannequin. (laughs) It's funny. And it's just, it it humanizes him even more because it shows his frustrations. Just, you know being human but also come to the realization that he's not human and like how do you care about these things still right should he care about like his grandma is probably like his last connection to that place so i mean i it's i'm i don't like sunstar in issue three yet i will tell you spoiler alert i do end up liking him but uh not yet yeah yeah he's still kind of yeah but he represents from a boy in the last episode, so I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. It shows up. Uh, issue four, take it away. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know why I did. My bad. Uh, Jesus Christ is missing. Sunstar bum, recruits. Bum, bum. Yeah, Sunstar recruits a team of lesser costume heroes who resent his great power to assist him in the search for the son of God. Yeah. So we talked about earlier, these, it starts out with these, these superheroes like, man, we hate him. I love the Batman character, whatever his name is. 
Nightman. Yeah, something, something really. <laughs> and he's just like bitching, and everyone else is like, "Hey, dude, like your whole thing is you got a bunch of money from your dad, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, three billion, whatever." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're it's rich. Just, it's like what? It's so good because it's like the perfect Batman. He's a billionaire. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have superheroes that have no money, and he's a billionaire. Yeah, that's one thing. I'll people don't like it. They don't like those movies. But Justice like it did crack me up. It's like, so what's your power? I'm rich. <laughs> like that's that's fucking. That's fun. the truth. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I thought that was good too. <sighs> so Jesus Christ is missing, right? So he's in jail. He's in jail. He's talking to the pinecone kid. <laughs> yeah, that shit was good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I and don't it, even know the reference. Like, is there a reference? I don't know. I don't. He eats pine cones. I don't yeah. know if it's reference to anything else. Why is he in jail? He's in jail because he ate pine cones. He was just. I don't know. I think he's like one of the people that you know. Uh, some of those crazy people out there call scenes and they do crazy stuff and they just lock them up. Yeah, it's but sad. He becomes a follower, right? He's yeah. his first real follower. And I love that they reference it. Like, Jesus even comes to the realization, like, man, like, you know, he has, he starts thinking back and he's like, yeah, like, and this is the Judas stuff. He's like, yeah, my, my, my original followers weren't geniuses. They weren't mm-hmm. like men of high power. They were all like kind of shitty dudes. Cause he gets, he gets his first guys and they're like, hey, we know. A guy his name's Judas. His religion. He's kind of morally flexible, and right. Jesus is like, ah, fine. <laughs> and then he goes against Judas, and right. then he starts to show that all these guys are just kind of like uh, morally flexible, or you know, have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he just sort of builds this following from that. <laughs> right. He's like, do you want to be fishers anymore? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> He's like, do you really think he's the son of God? He's like, I know I don't want to be a fisher for the rest of my life. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm down for whatever. Yeah. So I thought that was great. Um, yeah. And it just it has the whole back and forth between him and Judas. I feel like that's not talked about enough. You know, I, I, as I mentioned at the very beginning of this, I, I feel like people are so sensitive about religion that they're unwilling to talk about it at all. Right. They're afraid of any. So, like, not to get into it, yeah. Um, but I'm a Christian. I mean, like, but everybody should question, right? I think it's important. You should always question. Um, but I, I, you're right. Like, people are so afraid of what they might find or what answers they might find or whatever. They're they they're so afraid of that that they don't want to look into it or have fun with it. Um, yeah. Or the, and that's my thing is like, if we're going there, like, sorry, folks. I my we raise our family spiritually. I know some people hate that word; it's kind of crazy, but I feel like that represents it the most. Like, right? I know that I'm not smart enough to understand the whole gravity of religion, and I know that I don't know anybody that's smart enough to grasp it. So, therefore, I would never tell somebody honestly, like, "Hey, you should believe this," or I would never listen to someone that says, "Hey, you need to believe this," because there's no way in hell that that person 100% knows they're right. Right, yeah, at this point. It's over 2,000 years old. Who knows? So like you said, why not entertain the conversation? Like, it's not right. like we're all doing crystal meth off of, 
you know, pentagrams or anything like that. Pentagrams. Yeah. I I kind of like the fanfic of it all. Like creating non-sexual fanfic about about religion. Let's talk about it, guys. It's okay. Yeah. You're not going to get struck down. Um, But I don't know. This issue was interesting. Um, I appreciate Jesus in jail. Uh, he's talking to yeah. the guy again, Pinecone Kid, whatever his name is. Well, and it's a similar situation that he's been in. Yeah. Right? He's talking to him, going through the lunch line, and he's like, so Jesus, tell me this. And the big Nazi is like, uh, Jesus, are you one of them illegal aliens? Right, yeah. And he's like, well, technically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't remember you steal a job? And he's like, honestly, I haven't had a job in like 2,000 years. You're stealing our welfare. He's like, I'm part of the white Christian whatever, he says. And Jesus is just like, I, I don't know, man. Sorry. One thing I, I like about this book in general is just how much it makes fun of the the quote-unquote fake Christians. Like yeah. people that bend... And again, this isn't a religious commentary, but because <clears throat> people can bend whatever they want to to their word, like yeah. something especially as old as the Bible, like this means this. But we're talking about a document that was translated from Hebrew to Greek, from Greek to English. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to be like, that's what it means. It's like, did you study the other languages? Because you don't know shit. Um, yeah. Go to go go google translate and translate something into spanish and then talk to somebody that speaks spanish and they'll be like yeah that's all wrong and then this even jesus is like yeah i said that but i feel like they stopped listening after they heard what they wanted to hear <laughs> yeah i said one thing and they're like what do you say oh yeah that sounds great <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah i did like that he was like and then he even references it and i think I, it's funny to me and not funny like uh busting the gut funny but like more like a, oh that's clever he says, I think my biggest mistake was not hiring a biographer. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's probably where I messed up. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so that was cool. Um, the big, huge Nazi guy, uh, or no, he's not a Nazi, even though he has a swastika on his head. He's a white Christian follower of prison. Mm-hmm. Says, spork me. And he's about, yeah. to stab, he's about to stab Jesus. But then Pineco Kid jumps in the way, man. Yeah. Takes a good. spork. Take a spark for Jesus, for the big J, for JC. Which I thought was cool, man. I thought it was great. <clears throat> Can I stop here for a second and, yeah. and tell you how funny I think when people say JC, <laughs> like like they're on a first name. <clears throat> that shit always cracks me up. They're like, you know, big ups, JC. <laughs> it's corny. <laughs> I just, it's so funny to me it because it's so corny. Yeah. It'll so. be the last day I go to a, a, a if I'm at church and someone says that, you know, okay, so we at our church back in Wichita, they had like a 30 minute, just like rock concert, not rock concert, but like soft rock concert. But yeah. if they were at the end, they would say shit like that and be like, ah, I'm done. Ends up for JC. <laughs> then I would be like, ah, I'm out of here and I would just leave. Yeah. Sorry. I roll. So I like this issue. I don't remember. Satan has to be back by now. I think he. Oh, before he gets arrested, before Jesus, so in issue three, he was there. Mm -hmm. Before he gets arrested, Satan meets him at the diner and he says, hey man, I need to talk to you. 
well, uh, you he's like, hey, I'm not gonna believe anything you say. You're fucking Satan. <laughs> like, duh, I'm not listening to you. Right. He's like, listen, if anything happened, I'm, I'm trying to save the world, or I'm trying to stop the end of the world. And he's like, well, whatever. You you know, your plans always suck. He's like, it's not me. It's God. If anything happens to you now, he's just gonna pull the plug on the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But you find out that he might not be lying in this situation. Right, because something's already happened to you twice, right? Because yeah. you, you were sac- you were crucified the first time, and then you already been put in jail and shit. So yeah, and so he's and he's like, "Where'd you get this information from?" And then so it kind of tells the it shows the truth behind it because God's going to therapy, which I thought was great. I thought that should be like a whole thing in its own. Like I would mm-hmm. love to read a book about God being in therapy and like dealing with this his stuff. <laughs> Yeah, like the screw tape letters, but God's point of view in therapy. That would be funny. Yeah. And then one of the receptionist angels hears like how hurt he was, which you don't ever see how hurt he was that they did that to his son. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't give a shit. I'll shut it down. (laughs) Well, and it makes you wonder if that's just Satan making that up. It's true. That's true. I think that it was uh, it was still funny imagery. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny to see him like you know, Dr. Katz <laughs> talk, <laughs> talking about Dr. how Katz. sad he was. Ah, such a good show. Uh, so that was cool. This issue is good. Satan's back. You know, you can never trust Satan. Everybody knows yeah. that. Back so. again. But he wants to be, uh, he tries to cut a deal. I don't mm-hmm. know if he does it in issue four, but leading into issue five, he says um, he wants to he wants to make a deal. I don't know who he makes the deal with, though. Can't remember. But I know he wants to cut a deal with God that he will protect uh, Jesus on God, Earth. Who does he cut that with? I, I think the angel or the receptionist angel meets him at the diner, the same one that he apparently got the information from, and he's like, "Hey, I want to cut a deal. I want back in." Yeah, and you see, uh, you see this. I thought was beautiful dialogue between him and God. And it shows early, early days of God, God, the early years where he's (laughs) showing Satan, all these things and Satan's, you know, his, his right hand man. And he's Lucifer still. Yeah. Yeah. And he's appreciating all this stuff. And then he instantly gets shunned because Adam's there and Adam's just like this guy with his dick out being a guy with his dick out. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call you a mole. I'm gonna call you a rat. You are a mole rat. He's just right. Like, yeah. He's already. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lucifer is already naming things. And then, yeah, they got yeah. like dad, Dick, Adam out there. And then he shows that he's like, I was made from Starfire, and this guy was made from mud and you chose this guy to be the, and so it shows like this whole arc of why lucifer which we all know the story but we lucifer tries to take over and all these things um and i will say it's kind of funny going back to issue one that they show the fruit of the tree of knowledge is like a like dick fruits and vagina fruits because a lot of people when they say like adam i mean when they say like the apple or whatever like it's never described in the bible it's never yeah. said it's just a fruit they never say it's an apple fruit. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think it's interesting that they just made this whole thing. They didn't yeah. even. They didn't even go like, oh well, it's probably a fig. Like that's all conjecture. Yeah. They said it's, it's a penis and vagina. It's a dick fruit. fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah, also I th- like when Satan's like, yeah, it was like, 
I was out there hanging out and it was like fucking spring break every night. <laughs> like <laughs> they were just having sex constantly. And so he's scorned, but he wants back in. He gets he's tired of being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to be back in the good graces. And um God comes and hears him out. But he also is like he is because he lives he you know for so long, he's like, I never said that shit. That wasn't me. <laughs> and Satan's like, yeah, man, you did. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, just give me some time to think about this. Because he, I mean, he's offering to protect his son. Right. Which obviously is an important thing to God. And um, he says, the next rainfall, I'll leave you a message. And then he, God goes to, which I don't even know if we see Sunstar. Sunstar and then bust. Uh, we have a whole interaction of them trying to bust what's his name what's his name jesus out of jail <laughs> bust what's his name bust oh, jesus out of jail. so um yeah they get coffee they talk well this is now we're talking you want to talk about issue five now yeah we're in issue five i, I read that didn't i no i didn't Mm-mm. so yeah now we're in issue five jesus is still or Jesus is out of jail at this point. They bust him out in issue four. So God and Satan meet up. They're getting coffee. Sunstar receives a tempting offer from a brutal dictator. Jesus shares some sad secret memories with his flock. Uh, the Sunstar story in this, I was like, damn, what? <laughs> it almost seemed like filler, but at the same time, it was like, that's sad. Well, yeah, and they kind of do, they they bring up that uh, the dictator I think in an earlier issue. Um, yeah, because he talks to Satan, right? Right. Yeah. And he's he like, can you make can you make this place the most powerful place on the planet? He's like, yeah, but you might want to hurry up. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So that that character becomes who he contact who uh, contacts Sunstar so he could adopt a kid, which is yeah. interesting. They have had him and his girlfriend have had a terrible time adopting a kid or having a kid or just starting a family in general. And so this dictator is like, hey, we have all these kids. You should come adopt one from here. And he's like, "Mm, I don't know if I should be dealing with dictators. And his girlfriend's like, well, and she makes valid points like you're basically saving a kid from over there. You know, you could a kid could be with us or he could be an indentured servant. And you know this warlord's, you know world, right? Goes over there. He, apparently, this guy gets off on like punching things that are bigger than him. Chokes out a rhino, punches a bear. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I knew it was no good. Whenever he gets, he he's like, "Yeah, go to this orphanage," and he's like flying in the middle of nowhere. Like you know the meme of Christopher Reeves flying, and it's like the miss the joke meme where he's like. <laughs> it was like it was plied out there like that and um he gets down to the orphanage and it's like orphans inside yeah yeah <laughs> like written hastily yeah there's not no one there no receptionist no nothing and he just comes in and it's like this nuclear bomb yeah like a dirty bomb yeah blows up and he's pissed i thought that was insane showed how strong he was he could take it yeah, it was that was a cool, cool moment um, for that character. It made him look cool because, like you said, he's like Langley the whole time. He has this, a sweatsuit pretty much with a cape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he 
beats the shit out of that dictator. He doesn't kill him. So he's not that, you know. Yeah, he's not completely morally he kill people. But yeah. Because even the guy that uh, um, is stalking his girlfriend, he doesn't kill him. Yeah, but we do have to discuss, and I don't know if we talked about this. This has already happened, I we believe. But it, yeah, yeah. The, so the robots, uh, this is kind of a spoiler, I guess, but the robots that were in issue one that he goes and fights ended up being guys in like Halloween costumes. So he like straight up decapitated a dude by punching his head off. So he doesn't intentionally hurt yeah. people, but... And like, this and this happened. shocks him, yeah. And it this is why he's at therapy because he he's broken by killing mm-hmm. these people, yeah. And and that's part of the reason why uh, God pulls him into heaven. And that's the mistake conversation they talk about. He's like, "Who you beat up some guys? Who cares? They're bad." He's like, "Well, yeah, I don't want to kill they were, them." They weren't robbing a bank, yeah. And you also find out that this guy that he's been hounding, apparently, he gets the address from Gary, the security guard. And the guy that he's been hounding was the wrong guy. Yeah. So Gary wrote down the wrong address. <laughs> just super fake. Yeah. He talked to his girlfriend. She's like, yeah, he came back, but we took care of it. After, af- yeah. <clears throat> After he like burns his house down. Yeah. he It looks way scarier. And I thought maybe he had like Killed injured him. him, but apparently. I think he came you know, back used- at the end, right? Uh, I don't know if he can. I don't he know. looks like one of the guys that are in the Legion of Doom or whatever. But I do know that, um, like his house was for sale. Not he wasn't just One dead. dead. Yeah. So, um, this issue kind of moves things along, um, as far as like Satan kind of has a plan, and yeah, everything's going to come to a head. And the more story, the stories that he's sharing with the, with the flock or his new followers, I feel like are uh, when Judas betrayed him. Like they show Jesus turn water into wine at the wedding and things like that. And it's like, Hey man, you could be making, we could be rich. What are you doing? Yeah. You could do this like once every morning. We'd be rich by the yeah. end of the month. And then he's like, hey, the Romans come and get Jesus. And he's like, don't worry, man. Just talk your way out of it. Like you always do. We'll be fine. And then we all know what happens after that spoiler so he tells that story one thing that i forgot to mention i wanted to mention was that um somebody i can't remember the conversation somebody asked or pinecone kid is like well, why don't you just go perform some miracles and he's like no i did that that was like one of my first mistakes i i did this and this and this and then that's all it became i was like yeah. hey can you do this for me hey can you fix my nose hey can you give me that goat and it's like became this it was like they right. didn't care about me being the son or the message at all, which I thought that was a great explanation. Like growing up, going to Sunday school and stuff, those are things you wonder as a kid. Right. It's like if Jesus is doing all this stuff, why doesn't he just, you know, be the magic man and just do all these things and control it? Magic man. You know, like why doesn't he do that? And this, for the first time in my life, was explained to me in a create in a reasonable way i do appreciate you know he talks about i think he maybe that's issue six but he talks about faith for a little while and like faith isn't what you need you need more than faith and i wish i could remember more than that and i know that this is just a comic book like i know that this isn't the word (laughs) right but it's it is very interesting and i feel like people that read this 
should be introspective about the way that they view things because this brings a lot of uh, good points. Yeah, the guy that Mark Russell, when he wrote this, he wrote it intentionally. He didn't write it as a uh, spoof on religion or right. a spoof on God. And he even said the people that would get offended by this book are the people that would get offended by you even talking any opposing belief. Right. Like those any. people are offended before they read it. So mm-hmm. you can't listen to them. Like you, like you said, read it be introspective like yes it's a comic book but people can pull you know you can pull different things out of a comic book yeah it, and we'll get into this more but so far jesus can't win there's nothing that he can do because if he performs a miracle to prove that he is jesus then he gets in a bad spot if he tries to push if he tries to be violent then he's gone against his message so at this point he's like isn't isn't that his bag though man (laughs) he just can't win yeah i mean yeah that's sort of his whole thing man he just can't win and even satan talks about that he's just like you know you know what you got to do you know what you can't do and then well that's obviously getting ahead of ourselves but yeah um yeah and sunstar just becomes sunstar becomes sort of the background character now yeah yeah. He comes back from getting exploded and he's just like, you know what? Let's get married. Which I always thought was weird because they throughout the whole book they talk about they can't be married because uh he's not human. Mm-hmm. But then you find out that the church or whatever that they get married is like sort of like this Unitarian know, Unitarian church. church. So they can just marry whoever and it's not technically real or whatever. It's more of like a symbolic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was cool. They're getting married. He becomes more of the side, the role switch. Jesus becomes sort of the forefront to it and, and Sunstar becomes a side character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> we'll move on to issue six. So number six, the extra sized first season finale featuring 30 pages of story. Sunstar and <laughs> Sheila, Sheila is her name, That's leave her Jesus name. in charge as they go off on their honeymoon. Satan tempts Jesus one last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this it's all becomes like a big elaborate plan to yeah. kind of Satan really flips the script. I really mm-hmm. thought that because God apologizes to Satan, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. God is God. He doesn't. He, you wouldn't imagine he apologizes to anybody about anything. G-O-D, yeah, you know me. And so he says, I'm sorry to Satan. Like, okay, let's bygones be bygones. Yeah. Protect my son and you're good. So now Satan's like, ha, gotcha. I'm Satan. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah, which was a little disappointing. It was a little disappointing. I agree. I agree. Because I I felt, I mean, I felt, it's weird to say out loud, but like you felt for Satan for a little bit because he, it seemed like he was trying to do the right thing and like kind of deterring the actual apocalypse. Right. Yeah. Because, I wanted him to be an okay dude because he know, is an angel. You yeah. Know? And this could be like a redemption story. Like we didn't have to, he didn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, fire and brimstone always where Satan is the antagonist. It could be a, who knows that story's not written yet. This is all new territory at this point. Right. You know, um, so one thing, so, um, Sunstar gives Jesus like this beeper, basically, which is, cool. telling, which is very yeah. Superman y. Yeah, he's Jimmy like, Olsen, watch, 
if something happens, I can, I can find you. I can take care of it. Um, so that's important. But again, there's a, uh, there's this elaborate plan in place. Uh, this Sunstar has like a, oh, a I weakness. Forgot. I forgot about yeah. that. He has a weakness. Um, it's not obviously kryptonite. It's this other stone that can Sand. be found on Earth or Sansonite something. Samsonite or whatever. Yeah. Samsonite. I was way off. Anyway. <laughs> so double number reference if you if you guess. Yeah. That. If you're too young. Um <laughs> anyway, but there's a reference earlier in the book about this one island that was kind of a legion of doom type thing mm-hmm. they talk about villains like spending all their money like they can't get rich because they yeah they reference that in like issue two i forgot about that he's looking through the newspaper and he's like uh jesus is like what are you doing he's he says i'm looking for weird weird crimes and he's like what like super villains they do weird crimes it's like it's not necessarily like out in the public he's like they spend their money on being the it's more on the reputation because they right. bust a guy that he makes go to college or whatever <laughs> whatever but it's like it's more about being noticed as a villain than actually doing bad stuff yeah 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 i did like yeah there's the whole sequence in there you really <laughs> have to read the book it's really great yeah um but yeah so apparently this one guy had bought an island and he spent all his money on contracting and then sunstar just like fucks him up but well, well, hold language. on i don't want to cut you off he it was very golden age superman though because he yeah. creates like this uh he brings a stupid like magic trunk type thing <laughs> which he references before but he brings his magic trunk thing oh he's superman he didn't need to do this just like in golden age superman stuff he doesn't need to do all the stuff that he does um he creates this like dummy sun star that flies <laughs> right, and yeah. they shoot all their their laser several beams. Yeah. several of them too yeah they shoot all their laser beams at him and then he dresses up as like a delivery man <laughs> and he's like did someone order a beat down or whatever he <laughs> said yeah <laughs> and then he beats them all up like he totally didn't have to do that but i appreciated like the the golden age superman aspect of it um, right and so, yeah, like you said, it's this elaborate thing. But one thing that I've mentioned in issue three, I, I didn't like Sunstar. But in issue six, it really brought me around to him. Because we mm-hmm. we learned throughout the issues, like he feels bad about murdering those guys. He wants his family. He, you know, he, he wants more. Yeah. And uh, he's a he's a jerk. But I feel like at this point, like Jesus has taught him some things. Like it's Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. And he says, like you know, Sheila, I guess is her name, took off two weeks for the honeymoon. She wants me to do the same. And he's at a meeting now and he's friends with these people. He's he's apologized to these other superheroes, which was a good moment. He's like, yes, I have a hard time asking. This is before an issue like four or something. He's like, I have a hard time asking for help. I'm out of touch. I know that. I'm sorry. And then that's when Night Night Bros like Night Brothers got your back, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in this, he's like, I save on average twenty lives a day. And he's like, she's asking me to give up, you know, whatever, two hundred and forty lives. And they're like, what are you gonna do? And he's like, I gave her one hundred and forty. Mm-hmm. And it was like you could feel the gravity that he didn't want to do it. And then he gives him that. 
kind of Samsonian <laughs> beacon button. <laughs> yeah, Samsonian. Um, but yeah, so you just to go back to that. So <clears throat> this guy on this island, it creates this island fortress. He's that's the only place that you can find his weakness. It's like there, mm-hmm. which is why he does these like dummies that fly because all the cannons on the side of this fortress shoot whatever he's weak to um but anyway that gets taken over and it all comes back around now yeah satan creates a legion of doom yeah basically but like jesus jesus has this little like house sermon you know he's just there with a few people pine cone guy and some other people I yeah because yeah, uh sunstar is like hey what are you gonna do while we're gone and he's like oh i might just have my followers over and sunstar oh yeah whatever that means we'll be back let us know if you need us yeah so he just has a few people over which quickly turns against him because people are like blasphemer you know yeah and it, it it's weird because he's like this is the biggest turnout we've had. I'm excited. Like it's it's happening again. The people I'm getting the followers. I'm I'm getting you know traction. I'm, I'm reaching these people. But mm-hmm. little does he know that it's actually not what he thinks. Shitin, shitin, shitin. Yeah. Um. So at this point, you know, we're at the big unveiling of Satan's plan. Um. Jesus pushes the button to save himself because he just gets the shit rocked out of him uh sunstar shows back up and then they're like oh we have all the stuff that was from that island (laughs) samsonite and uh i appreciate how fast sunstar showed up though it's like one panel he presses the button next panel what's up yeah (laughs) there jesus i appreciate that but uh so but then he gets wrapped up in kryptonite or whatever. Yeah, they, they wrap him up in Samsonite. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, we're going to kill Jesus in front of you. We wanted you to come here. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. But it all... It flips the script. And and yeah. I don't really want to ruin it for you guys. I don't either. It, it is it, sad. It flips the script. And it it, was, it surprised me. It, it surprised me. But I was just kind of... I was kind of sad. And uh, I don't know. It surprised me and like if it would have been it surprised me that's all i'll say uh yeah. it, you have a good moment of jesus talking to his dad it seems like jesus is gonna stay there mm-hmm. it's you know his dad's like yeah man thanks for taking care of my son i'm out or god's like yeah i'm out see you later yeah yeah so the ending made you sad you didn't like it uh it just again made me feel like he can't win you know he can't win win. no he was yeah he has so many great quotes or so many great quotes i mean just even when he's talking about faith like faith is what gets you in trouble like i appreciate and i can't verbatim spit it out i can't even remember exactly but i do need it wasn't conviction i can't remember i can't remember what he said either yeah, but there's but some good. great like introspective moments in this, yeah. like a lot. Yeah, uh, about just belief isn't enough, and, and I mean, even Paul, even though he's like, I don't know who that is, um, he does mention that you know it's not it's not faith alone. Like you need acts, and I feel like Jesus kind of reflects that. It's like it's not just like faith doesn't do enough for you. Like yeah. It gets you in trouble. 
Um, but read the book. I think it's, I think everyone should go out and, and really read this book and, and give it some thought. Um, don't take it too seriously, but please don't. Again, time. it's satirical. Yeah. It, it really is. But that it's doesn't, satirical. it doesn't mean it's not introspective though. Right. It's also not a complete joke. Like, I mean, there's some, yeah. uh, it's a satire about how seriously people take it. I mean, people that, yeah. that would be like, this is blasphemy. We need to, fucking kill mark russell like that's ridiculous and people were like that yeah those people aren't what i love about mark russell is that he knew uh, once dc dropped it he was like damn it really sucks man people so many people were that worried about a comic book that never read it and never read a single page that now this book that was going to be you know a major publisher was willing we did it we illustrated it it was done when you know it was about to go to print or it was about to be released mm-hmm. when they dropped it from the backlash he was just like man it's crazy that that happened so he went on religious podcasting shows he went on you know other podcasting shows just comic book related in general he talked to everybody that would talk to him and was like that's not what it is he's like i'm not this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to like sway people from that. I was just trying to like, he said, I think anybody should be able to have a conversation about religion. Right. I just feel that way. Especially such a major religion. Yeah. That everyone wants to push on you. Not just, you know, that, that people, there are some Christians that really want to push it on you, yeah. but they don't understand it themselves. And he said, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, comic books and superheroes take a lot from religion so why can't we talk about that like why mm-hmm. can't we just why can't we why can't we talk about it yeah what's the big deal why are you so sensitive about it man you know and so i i, I think his whole process of like getting dropped uh, and really just wanting it to be out there and then ahoy picking it up and ahoy hoy that really made me interested in it mm-hmm. and then when i read the first when i opened up the first issue i was like damn i don't know if this is gonna be for me because the first couple pages is like text mm-hmm. and the art style is a little different than what i like the coloring is not my style yeah um it, typically what i wouldn't think is there but as we've mentioned in numerous episodes before it's too many factors into what makes a good book mm-hmm. the story legitimately ties this thing together yeah and then what we talked about uh the intention with the art style it was it just tied it all together it was it was amazing to me yeah yeah that uh the, the art style so let's uh, let's, let's just kinda, about, yeah yeah let's just kind of get into that we're gonna riff um so art style wise i I'll say I enjoyed it. I, so what I enjoyed about the art style is not necessarily, um, again, it's not my style either way, like the more comic book or more sketchy mm-hmm. for the other parts. I didn't like either one. It's not normally what I'd go for, but I did appreciate how they were telling the story. Like the more that it was on basically Jesus's perspective. It was always more sketchy or God. It was more uh, sketchy and watercolor kind of based and um, things like that. Where yeah, the backgrounds were loose. They didn't have like a detailed backgrounds or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but when you went to Sunstar, 
who's a comic hero um it was very comic booky heavy cross hatching bright colors um things like that and yeah i was i just really appreciated how that tied together at first i was i was with you i was like i don't know mm-hmm. but the more i read and just that hard switch because it goes from this to that very yeah it's very distinct um that's why i talk about the intentionality like it was very intentional like yeah they wanted there to be a difference between the two definitely um so art style overall i gotta say i liked it i mean it wasn't it wasn't for me per se but i i like the intention behind it yeah and i agree i i agree 100 percent like it's not typically what I like, even my comic book style or anything, but it, it if it plays to the story, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we have a, a similar thought process on Department of Truth. Department of Truth is in no way, shape, or form is my typical preferred art style, but it played so well to the story, you, you almost just, I don't know, I, they... they, they I can't imagine it a different way. Yeah, yeah. They sort of play to each other. So it's hard to notice it. Like, if I put my preferred art style in there, I think it would weaken the story. Mm -hmm. You know, if I put my, I like colors that are bright and pop, I feel like it would take away from the story. Right. So I I hate to say it. I really enjoyed this book. And I legitimately, first couple pages in, I didn't think I was going to. Mm -hmm. So. So... Okay, so as far as story goes, what did you think? I liked it. It made me think. I, I again, I am religiously flexible, so I appreciate the satire in it, but I also appreciate um, not. I, I don't want to say factual moments, but I would say um, what am I looking for? I'm not saying factual because I don't want to say all the stuff are facts that happen in the Bible, but well, the. Well, yeah the things that are uh, biblical you could almost say like there are parts that are very biblical there are things that happen in the bible yeah things that were taken from context i appreciated that as someone that grew up in a religious household i'm familiar with a lot of the stories and so and then just growing up having my own questions and things like that and then realizing Mm -hmm. that other people have the same type of questions and it, it it just meant a little bit more to me. I feel like mm-hmm. it it softened that blow because I don't think it's just me that feels like religion is one of those topics that you can't talk about. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Yeah, you know, they always say don't talk about politics or religion around good company. Yeah, and we say it on a lot of episodes. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion because I think that's a turnoff to people, and it's just like mm-hmm. it necessarily shouldn't be. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it is kind of difficult. You're like, I really like that person. Oh, never mind. Yeah. It's they just, think this and I don't like them anymore, which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. So I appreciate the story. Do you have any cons? Well, let's talk about cons. Well, um, first of all, let me ask you what you thought, but you asked me, I didn't, I didn't hear your. Oh, I mean, as far as the story is concerned, I, I thought it was great. I really liked being introspective and, and yeah. thinking about their opinions on certain stories. And I mean, things like, who's Paul? You know, like that shit was, it was funny yeah. to me because it's so like, yeah, Jesus would not know who he is. And so I know that you're a, a religious person and that's why I, it meant a lot that we both read it. Not saying that I'm atheist at all. Mm-hmm. I'm saying oh. like, 
I have that background as well. So, yeah. I mean, been I, there, been there, done that. <laughs> I, I, I see Christianity from a different light than most people. Um, I feel like I do too. And that's why I wanted to read this with you and, and hear your thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that none of it offended you. Like, I, I, I have a ton of respect for, I already did, but I just, I just, yeah, I mean, I would be I, weirded out if you were like, ugh. I can't believe you made me read this. Yeah, I can't read it, man. Um, no, I. to me, I'm not going to get offended by someone else's opinions on something. Exactly. Because that's their opinion. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I I really... There are parts that I didn't like so much, but it's. But I didn't like Sunstar that much in a lot of it. But Yeah, me either. Not until about the last issue when he showed up for Jesus, man. That's when I was like, all yeah. right, man. Showed up for JC. <laughs> My man. My uh, man. Uh, let's talk about cons. I will say I agree with you. I was, uh, uh, and we won't talk about it too much, but it seemed like the twist of Satan being a bad guy is predictable and uh it just kind of happened i was i was kind of let down by that i could see so i could it was kind of interesting that he fooled god like in this deal yeah i because jesus in this story is kind of he's like smart but naive yeah that makes sense yeah he's fully aware of his father's mistakes so i could see him yeah i could see him fooling jesus in this story like this jesus but not but it was kind of interesting that he fooled god god yeah but i mean at the same time like god is kind of proven to be very human in this as well quote unquote yeah so i really wish that things would have worked out in the the way that satan described like what he wanted to do i i don't know that was that's my con as well like it was just uh, so predictable yeah that's my con uh sunstar i i would say that i didn't care about him enough throughout the issues but now that i I, we talked about it i mean i feel like he did a pretty good job as part of the story Mm -hmm. yeah and i do i do like that he took a back seat yeah you you we talked about jesus being the sidekick but then it just like it switches very subtly and you don't really notice it until you think about it. Yeah. I, I didn't really even think about it until you brought it up. It becomes this like background character, which I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. It's reviewed. What do you got? Got the stamp. Everyone go read the book. If you're open-minded and you know, you want to give it a chance. Second coming is an interesting book. It has an interesting view on christianity in general and you know you you thinking about things like um what's that church that was like god hates fags i can't remember the name of that church um i don't want to know something burrow the last part anyway but you you think about churches like that and obviously they're going against you cannot teach love and then come back and say shit like that so um yeah, give it a read. I think it's interesting if if you're open minded and you don't feel it, like you'll be. It's not what I expected. Yeah. I expected it to be way more. I say it's satire a lot because I mean, it is. It's about a superhero having Jesus as a roommate. It is. But going into it, I thought it was going to be way more satirical. The covers are like sort of zany, 
you know, they're yeah, sort of like when I looked, style. When I looked at it, I kind of thought like, oh, this is going to be like a buddy cop. Yeah. I, I did not I did not expect to really think in this book and I appreciated it a lot. Yeah. So give it a give it a look. We didn't we didn't spoil too much for you. So no, there's a lot that we didn't talk about. A lot, a lot of great moments that we didn't talk about. So I think it's time. I'm glad that we didn't spoil the ending either. Um you gotta go first because I have to think about this. So uh personally just because of the amount that it kind of let me reflect on things and the writing and some of the quotes were really, really good. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, I'll just say a C4. Um, uh, to me, it was lightly toasted um, because I would like to see Satan not play such a Satan role. Um, yeah, and there are some parts where God is like a real dickhead, but most um, parts that he was in it he was yeah which is kind of funny because that's always how i've um but yeah i don't know i i, I liked it um uh, i kind of wish they had gone a different direction with satan in general yeah. um but i enjoyed it yeah i'm gonna give it a, a kind of for the same reasons i'm gonna give it a um e2 it's good i'm gonna eat it i will not i was satisfied by that but yeah i'm the same way i wish that it uh i'm not like trying to be an advocate for satan i'm just saying as the story was written right it props you up for this thing and it's like a twist that's not really a twist it's like oh they're not gonna do that oh the twist they did it yeah by the way for new listeners if you join our discord you can get <laughs> we're talking we've got this wednesday pool list comment grading chart it's based on toast Can't see it mine. is yeah it's uh a lot um so if you join our discord you can get it you can take a look at our Damn, handy man. grading chart yeah, Simon's is better than mine. yeah our handy grading chart it's all just goof anyway but it'll give you a chance to know what the hell we're talking about when it's we say sort e- of a goof yeah. to me it's more like one to ten is too limiting i think it's it yeah. lets us broaden our it's like this this scale is a goof but then we actually get to talk about like why we would thought it's kind of introspective yeah so give our scale a look so join our discord and you can take a look at that and if you want to buy a copy of Second Coming, Volume 1, look at our show notes. There will be a link. Hit it, purchase it, and then Simon and I can buy comic books and toys. Yeah, I need toys. Do it. So that's it, folks. We're circling the drain, if you can't tell. Hmm. We enjoyed this one, and I uh, can't wait till next week. So we will see you guys next time.